I'm Virginia Allen, and this is the Daily Signal Top News for Monday, January 29th. Here are today's headlines. Three U.S. soldiers were killed in a drone attack in Jordan this weekend. More than 30 others were injured. Iran-backed militants are responsible for the attack, and President Joe Biden says the U.S. will respond. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin responded to the incident, saying we will take all necessary actions to defend the United States, our troops, and our interests. The attack was carried out on a logistics support base in Jordan called Tower 22 that is very close to the border of Syria. The Associated Press reports that there were 350 Army and Air Force personnel stationed at the base. Among the wounded, eight were evacuated for further treatment, but were reported to be stable. Terrorists have been launching drone attacks at U.S. bases for months after the October 7th attack on Israel. But this is the first attack that resulted in the death of U.S. soldiers. I sat down with the director of the Allison Center for National Security here at the Heritage Foundation, Robert Greenway, to ask how the Biden administration should respond to the attack. And he said the focus must be on Iran. Take a listen. Iran is behind it. They're directing, controlling, supplying, equipping, training and advising. They need to feel the cost of it. And until they do, they'll continue to execute these attacks if they think there's a benefit. One, we need to stop paying the money. Uh, Two, we need to stop paying other governments money that ends up in the hands of perpetrators like Qatab Hezbollah. And lastly, IRGC serving officers, the arm of the Iranian government that executes these attacks, is on the ground advising, directing, controlling these groups. They need to bear the brunt of it. They need to be attacked and they they need to be held accountable for the attacks. Otherwise, Iran will continue to do this. You can catch my full conversation with Robert Greenway on the show tomorrow morning. We dive deeper into what we know about who's responsible for the attack and what kind of response is appropriate for the United States. Republicans in the House are moving ahead with the impeachment of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. The House Homeland Security Committee released two articles of impeachment against Mayorkas on Sunday. The first article asserts that Mayorkas has failed to enforce America's border and immigration laws and has instead executed policies that incentivize illegal immigration. The second article contends that Mayorkas is in breach of public trust and has knowingly made false statements to Congress and the American people. The House Homeland Security Committee will vote on the articles of impeachment on Tuesday. That will then make way for a full vote on the floor of the House. The House could vote as soon as next week on whether to impeach Mayorkas. It's worth noting that even if the House does vote to impeach Mayorkas, it is unlikely that two-thirds of the Senate would vote to remove him from office, given that the Democrats, of course, control the Senate. But there are increasing calls for something to be done to secure America's southern border. Republicans and Democrats in the Senate have been working on a compromise border deal. We don't know all the details of this bill yet, but what we do know is that as it is written right now, up to 5,000 illegal aliens would still be permitted to cross the border every day. 
The deal is receiving a lot of criticism from Republicans who point out that it would do very little to almost nothing to end the mass parole of illegal aliens into the interior of the United States. House Speaker Mike Johnson is encouraging President Biden to take executive action to secure the border right now. The crisis at the border has led to widespread citizen engagement on the issue. And there actually right now is a convoy of truckers that have organized and are driving down to the border to demand that the Biden administration take action. The trucker convoy is called the Take Our Border Back Convoy. One of the groups left from Virginia Beach today and will arrive in Eagle Pass, Texas on Saturday, where they will hold a rally. You can expect to hear a lot more about the crisis on the border this week and in the coming weeks as the Mayorkas impeachment efforts move forward. Multiple nations have joined the U.S. in stopping the support of funding to the U.N. aid organization in the Middle East. UNRWA stands for the United Nations Relief and Works Agency for Palestinian Refugees in the Near East. That's a mouthful. So we're going to call it the UNRWA. The entity is facing accusations that some of its employees were involved in the October 7th terrorist attack on Israel. Well, last week, the U.S. announced it would no longer provide them with funding because of concerns surrounding employee involvement in the attack on October 7th. The U.K., Germany, Italy, and now Japan and Australia have also announced their suspension of funds to this specific U.N. Palestinian Refugee Aid Fund. The New York Times released the dossier on Sunday that includes the allegations. The Times reports that one member of the U.N. agency is accused of kidnapping a woman from Israel. Another is said to have handed out ammunition. A third is said to have taken part in one of the attacks on a kibbutz where 97 people died. BBC News reports that the agency has fired some of its employees over the allegations who were said to be involved in the brutal attack on Israel. A transgender-affirming abortion doula gave a lecture to nursing students at Catholic University last week. The Daily Signal broke the news on Friday evening after speaking with a student at the university who attended the lecture. Student Felipe Avila told the Daily Signal that the doula shared about seahorse burrs and delivering babies for men. The doula also discussed the use of Reiki in her practice, which is in contradiction to Catholic doctrine. We emailed Catholic University to find out why a professor on campus had invited the doula to speak to the college students. The university said that they were appalled to learn about the reports regarding this guest speaker, and they added that it does not reflect our mission and values as a university that is committed to upholding the dignity of life at all stages. According to the university, the guest speaker will not be speaking again to the class and said that they are recommunicating the terms and expectations by which all outside speakers are vetted and invited. You can find the full story in the relevant links of today's podcast show notes, or you can visit the Daily Signal website at dailysignal.com to find the full report.
Well, to end today's podcast on a little bit of a lighter note, the Kansas City Chiefs fans and Taylor Swift fans alike scored a big win on Sunday. The Chiefs are headed to the Super Bowl. But from the headlines, it's hard to say whether the Chiefs players or Taylor Swift are getting more publicity from the news. For anyone who's not been following the Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey saga, let me catch you up. Pop star Swift is dating Chiefs tight end Kelsey. Swift has attended a number of Chiefs games and has driven a lot more attention to the Chiefs this year as Swifties are all of a sudden following football in some capacity or at least following the romance between the two lovers. Well, the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday and they will face the 49ers in the Super Bowl on February 11th. This is the second year in a row that the Chiefs are making a Super Bowl appearance. They went home with a trophy last year. And if they clinch a victory this year, they will be the latest team to win back-to-back Super Bowls since the New England Patriots in 2004 and 2005. Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes already has two Super Bowl rings. He's a long way from Tom Brady's seven, but according to my father in Boston, at only the age of 28, Mahomes is making New England Patriots fans a little bit nervous because New England Pats fans fear that Mahomes might threaten Brady's record. Well, Swift is expected to attend the Super Bowl, and she will not be performing, though. Usher will be performing during the halftime show for those that really just watch for commercials and the halftime show. You have Usher to look forward to. But with that, that is going to do it for today's episode of the Daily Signal Top News. Thanks so much for joining us on today's podcast. Make sure that you check out my conversation with Robert Greenway tomorrow morning as we dive deeper into what happened over the weekend in Jordan and how the Biden White House should respond. Also, take a minute to subscribe to The Daily Signal wherever you like to listen to podcasts and help us reach more listeners by taking a minute to leave a five-star rating and review. Have a great night. We'll see you right back here tomorrow morning for my conversation with Robert Greenway on Jordan. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. Executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Asheris. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.